Okay. I want to uh, share with you an insight into Purim based on uh, something that Rav Hutner, the Rosh of Chaim Berlin, wrote. It's it's not a complete, it's not a completely new no- novel idea. It's not something that you've never heard before. But I think there's an aspect to it. There's a depth to it that perhaps we haven't shared before in the past. Um, and uh, and it gives uh, it gives us a pause on one level and perhaps a little bit of inspiration and probably something to something to aim for in terms of what we can do in terms of our voda, in terms of our service, in terms of what we can accomplish on Purim and, and look to, to get out of Purim. So I, I want to start with, uh, Rav Hutner starts with uh, a Pasuk in Tehillim. The Pasuk says, kol aretz The Pasuk says that all the Afse Aretz, Afse Aretz would mean all the furthermost elements of the world will see the Yeshua will see the will see the salvation of our God. Everyone will recognize the salvation of the Rebbeinu Shalom. So Pasuk in Tehillim, David Amelech wrote it. It's a nevuah that Chazal tell us refers to uh, the Yeshua of Mordechai and Esther. Specifically, refers to the Yeshua to the salvation that we accomplished through Purim through Mordechai and Esther. So let's try to understand. How is it that the Yeshua, the salvation of Mordechai and Esther, the, the miracle of Purim, is a greater, has this tremendous impact that all of the nations of the world, all dimensions, all elements of the world can recognize this, this Yeshua and what we're supposed to learn, learn from that. So there is a Gemara, there is a Gemara in Brachos that tells us, in general, we have a principle that everything that exists on in the physical dimension is mirrored in the spiritual dimension. Whatever there is in the spiritual dimension is mirrored in the physical dimension. There's a pair. There are parallel elements to one and the other, and that goes not only to uh, what exists in the physical and spiritual dimension, not only the parallels of what exists in the physical and spiritual dimensions, but but also on a deeper level, it talks to. The reality, the Gemara tells us that just like Klal does mitzvahs, just like Klal uh, goes through certain commandments, things that bond us to the Rebbe Shalom, so too HaKadosh Baruch Hu does things that bond him to us. In the same way that we do mitzvahs to serve, to, to bring ourselves closer. We've spoken about this idea as mitzvah, mitzvah comes from the word tzavta, to be bonded together with Hashem. In the same way Hashem does something, he bonds himself together with us, he binds himself to us in the same way. The Gemara in Brachas discusses it at length, it talks about the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wears tefillin, <clears throat> and just like the Pesukim and our tefillin, and our tefillin represent how we show how HaKadosh Baruch Hu is chativa achas ba'olam, Hashem is like one unique, one unique power in the world, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I have one unique people, one unique connection in the physical world, just like we say, etc. You look, you go through that sugi and brachos, you see how the parshios, how the, how the what's written in the scrolls of Artvillan parallels how HaKadosh Baruch Hu shows himself in the same way uh, to, 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 uh, as we do. So Rav Hutner takes this idea Perhaps in a, in a certain way, in a chiddush, in a in a stick away, in a, in a novel in a novel way, but he, he says he takes it to an extreme and he asks the following question: 
we have a mitzvah. We have we have two types of mitzvahs. We have mitzvahs that we're commanded to do. We have mitzvahs that are very clear, clearly defined what what things that we're supposed to do. And then we have an additional mitzvah that's called, for lack of a better term, the Ramam refers to it as You have an obligation that in everything that you do, you must bring that must bring out your relationship with Hashem, your connection to the Rebbeinu Shalom. In other words, we have we have certain mitzvahs that were commanded, and then we have certain mitzvahs that we go a step beyond. That we uh, we we build we build a connection with Hashem despite or 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 uh, in a in a level that is above and beyond that goes that goes out of its way to connect to Hashem in, through through those things. Now. The chiluk, the difference between those mitzvahs that are um, um, are reshut, reshus, the mitzvahs that are that we're allowed to do things that are that, that where we're seeking to connect to Hakadosh Baruch Hu through a dvar, through our day to day activities, or the mitzvahs that we do because we're commanded that commanded to do them. Rav says. If you want to analyze the difference between those types of mitzvahs, you would say the following: a mitzvah that is uh, that is a rishus is something that plays out over the course of time, as opposed to a mitzvah which is a commandment, a mitzvah that I'm some which is something that I'm supposed to do. That's immediate, you know. That's that's recognizable in the moment. Whatever it is I'm doing, I'm doing a mitzvah. Uh, let, let me let me try to let me try to give you an example. If if I um, if I put on tefillin, so in the moment that I put on tefillin, I'm doing a mitzvah. That's a positive. That's a positive action. If I pick up a fruit and I make a bracha on the fruit, I'm making a bracha in that moment. I'm, I'm the mitzvah is in the moment. What's the what's the dvar shus of that? What's the what's the uh, What's the uh, the expression of connecting to Hashem as a process, so to speak? Is you know the the we're supposed to serve Hashem at every single moment, but you know a person spends like the Ramam writes, person spends a lot of time eating, sleeping, uh, involved in parnasa, etc. How do I make sure that those things are also the purpose of of connecting to Hashem? So. So the, the, the answer is, well, it depends what the end result is. In other words, I can eat and I can say I'm eating Laman Hashem. I'm eating for the sake of Hashem. I can, so when I pick up that food and I consume that food, even though that is by nature a very normal, regular thing to do, having nothing to do with mitzvahs, having nothing to do with Avodah Hashem, having nothing to do with connecting to the Rebbe Shalom, but if I do it for the right purpose, if I do it with the right intent, I do it because I want to make myself connected to Hashem, then the reality is that that will also, um, that could also do that in, in the, the food that I consume gives me energy. And if I use that energy to do other mitzvahs to do, I use that energy as a way to find a connection, to find my, myself bonded to Hashem. Then it shows that the eating that I did, meaning the span that which, even though it's over a span of time, 
And one thing led to the next, or, you know, I went out and I got, and I did work and I earned money. And because I had money, I was able to buy certain objects and certain things to beautify the mitzvahs or to do mitzvahs, etc. I revealed that in the regular things that I was doing, I was also connecting to the Ramanashan. And the truth is that we find, we says, says Ravutner, we find that the reality of um, the difference between the nace of Mitzrayim versus the nace that happened in Paras, that happened in Persia, is the nace of Mitzrayim was recognizable in the moment, at the second when it happened, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, let's say, split the Yamsuf, or HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought Makas, Dam, Koshek, so whatever, pick, your, pick whatever the Makas is. In the moment, it was recognizable as a relationship with Hashem, the nace was happening. The, 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 the nace of Purim and the nace of Paras that we talk about in Persia was a nace that happened over a span of time. It was a nace that happened over the course of 10 years, 12 years, whatever it is, exactly, exactly how long the, how long that, that brought itself out, how long it took for that nace to be manifest. But it wasn't immediate. It wasn't, none of the events could actually be seen as Hashem helping the Jewish people until you took all of the events as a conglomerate uh, together, and by putting all of those events together, so you come to a point where, um, you come to a point where, where the sum total of that picture shows that Hashem was, was actually in it for us. Now, the, 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 in other words, on, so one would say, uh, says Rav Hutner, on, on the surface, the difference is, was the nace instantaneous or did it go, did it take more time? But perhaps, perhaps what there's a deeper message here that, that talks to the very essence of our relationship with Hashem that we need to examine uh, when we talk about how all of our ma'asim are l'shem shemayim and how Hashem relates back to us that will give us a better idea of what it is that we're really trying, what we're really striving to get out of Purim. Um, when we say that we are Makadesh, we dedicate ourselves to doing something with Shem Shemaim. We, we're doing it for that purpose. The, 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 the concept of Kedusha means that it's designated for something specific. You find that language used, first of all, you find it in Kiddushin, when a person gets married, the whole, the whole concept of marriage is, the whole concept of the Kiddusha of marriage is a, a designation of that relationship between those two people, or Kiddusha, what, something that's hectic for a carbon, right? That's also a, 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 something that's setting it aside, but the question that needs to be asked, or the question that the Nasiva Shalom raises, um, when he's talking about this idea, we, we, have, a, we have an idea of, of, of um, Kedoshim Tiyu. We have a parsha in the Torah of Kedoshim Tiyu. The, Rambam said, the Ramban says over there that we have a mitzvah of Kaddish as Atzmachob Mutalach, that you should take things that are, that you're, that are, that are normal. And elevate them to a higher level. Do something more special with them. Don't, you shouldn't be like a manuval bershus 
Now, that, to understand that concept well requires um, perhaps a fine-tuning of our, of our observation of what there is in the world. In other words, we look at the world and we have certain things or we look at our daily behaviors and we have certain things that we say, this is what I need to do. This is what Hashem commanded me to do. I have uh, davening. I have the mitzvahs that I'm supposed to do and I have other, and et cetera. And then I have other things which are what we call advar rishus. Advar rishus, the word rishus means things that are permissible for me to do. They're, they're like, they're neutral actions. There are actions that we look at in our lives as being something that is completely neutral. It doesn't have, you know, it's not, it's not yes or no. It's not positive or negative. It's just, it just is eating, drinking, uh, etc. The, the things that we that we carry out on a regular basis, but we don't think of them as having anything special. The mitzvah of bechol derachecha da'ehu, the concept that that in everything that we do, we're supposed to be trying to serve Hashem, tells us that there's nothing, there's no such thing as something that's neutral in the world. There are things that are negatively charged, that are that you're not allowed to touch. We call those things iser. We call those things, those things that are prohibited to us, non-kosher food, elements of things that were actions that we're not supposed to, do, supposed to take, things that we're not supposed to look at or talk about. Those are, they're like, they're like, they're like, I don't know, for lack of a better word, they're like, they're like our kryptonites. They're, you don't want to, you don't want to come near that. It's going to make you weaker. It's going to take away from who you are. On the other hand, you have things that are positive, that are inherently positive. We call them mitzvahs. That's what, that's what we call our mitzvahs. That's a, those, are our, those are our energy foods. Those are the things that boost us up, that we get an instant high out of them. We're, we're able to, to transfer them. The rest of what there is, what's, what's left in the world, to look at it as though it's just something that it's there, and you know whatever it is, I'll muddle through it. I'm not muddle through it. That's a mistake. That's what Behold Rachecha Da'eu comes to teach us that there's nothing in the world that's not here to serve the Ribbon Shalom. Everything that there is is to serve the Ribbon Shalom. There are things that are. It's obvious. They're they're clearly energy foods. They're the health foods, and they're the things that we have to make healthy. That we we have to find a healthy way to relate to these other items. We have to find a way to make them positive and make them a positive part of our existence. That's the, that's, that's the, that's the, that's the ultimate goal of what we're trying to, what we're trying to do is, is to find everything that there is in the Bria and turn it into something that's positive. Now, what we're trying to understand here is, so where is the Rebun Shalom's In other words, if Hashem's if there's a parallel to everything that we do in the world, where's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Bechol Drachecha So let's, let's stop for a moment and, and just think about the following. We talk about, we talk about Olam Hazeh and Olam Haba. We talk about this worldly things and worlds that things that are, that are in the next world, that are next, that are, that are, that are of a higher that are of a higher uh, existence or, or uh, existence that's beyond our own. 
So what's the chiluk? What's the real difference between the olam hazeh, between what's in this world and what's in, what, what's in the world to come? The reality of olam haba, of the world to come, it's not just, it's not just something that is not here yet. And it's not just something that, that I, that I don't, that, that I can't, that's, that's not tangible. The reality of Olam Haba is perhaps best understood if, let, let's take it in contrast. Olam Haza, things that exist in this world are things that I can put my hand on right now. It's something I can touch. They exist in the context of space and time. Things that are, are things that are, they're present. I can, I, I can relate to them because they're here. The, really, the, the past is the same thing. It's somebody, somebody is telling me either my own experience or somebody is, is testifying to me that whatever was in the past is the same thing. It's something that was here within the context of space and time. What will be, what, what, what is the, the, what will be is something that is sort of, it's theoretical. You know, as I could assume maybe that what's here now will be here tomorrow but I have no way of actually knowing that. Olam Haba, when we talk about Olam Haba, what, what we mean is, is there are things that transcend the ability for me to touch them right here and now. They exist outside that paradigm of time. They exist out, outside the paradigm of what I can necessarily relate to. So, so our, let, let's just take, let's, let, practically speaking in our Avodah Hashem, how that impacts us is like this. When the Yitzhahara wants to tempt us for something, so the Yitzhahara shows us something that's here and now, uh, a delicious looking food, a something that's going to give me pleasure in the moment, something that I'm going to relate to right now, and because I can relate to it right now, I'm tempted by it, even though I know that long-term there's a consequence that may not be ultimately for my benefit. But because right in the here and now, it's so tempting, that's why, that's why we get trapped in it. You know, we, we talk about this when Pesach time. We talk about the concept of, of, of chametz. What is chametz? Chametz is when you take you take a, something that leavens the bread. It means it freezes it in time. It, it allows it to expand within the context of time so that it looks like more than what it really is. It expand, you don't just have just the basic element, the flour and the water. You have an expanded version of that, of something that's expanded so that, that in, it gets trapped, so to speak, in the world of time. Our Yitzhahara, our negative, the, the negative things that we, our negative thoughts are always a result of our having gotten caught in that trap of time. You know, there's a there's a sefer called Rashi's Chofma. It was written by in the you know the, in that same in that historical period of the Makubalim of the the Kabbalists that lived in Sfas in the in the in the 1500, 1500, 1500, early 1600s. <clears throat> the sefer Rashi's has a very graphic, very graphic description of Ganem. It's a very de- graphic description of what the punishments for, or, for our Averis are going to be. 
So they say, there's a saying that goes, it says, you know, the Yetzirah has an ability to entice us with the things that are right here in front of us. The punishment for it is trapped inside the covers of some dusty old book called Reish's Chachma that who, how many people have really ever even looked at that safer, right? If you do it the other way around, if you take the enticement and put it in the covers of a dusty book and take the, the graphic descriptions of what the Reish's Chachma describes of what the punishments are for doing an Avera, nobody would ever do any Averas. We, 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 we would be saved from all of our, from all of our negative and negative behaviors. It's, it's really on us that we're unable to relate to, um, to that reality in that way. Now, our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the same way. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the name, the name of Hashem, the, 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 the name that, that describes, the, that comes the closest that we have of describing the essence of Hashem is the name of Yud, K, Yud, Yud and Hey, Vav and Hey. Right, that shame Hashem. What does it mean? It means the way we pronounce it is Adon Hakol, that He is the master of everything. He's the master of our world. But beyond the fact that He's the master of our world, He's Haya Hove Veyia. He was, is, and always will be. The 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 wasn't is that we can relate to. We understand. Akash Baruch is here. We're supposed to have an Amuna, the, the Adnus. We can appreciate the mastery of Hashem and the power of Akash Baruch in in our world, but. The um, the the reality of of Yihya, what he will be, means that we have to understand that the, the re- connecting to the reality of the Rebbeinu means to connect beyond the, the essence of time. That's really that's really what we're the ephemeral dimension of what it is in the Rebbeinu that we that we have a hard time relating to is the reality that Hakadosh Baruch Hu transcends time. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is really something that's a, that's above. That's a, that that goes to the uh, that goes to something that 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 is outside the framework of our narrow existence. You know, we talk about we talk about we do certain mitzvahs. In order to lengthen your days on the earth, how, how do you lengthen a day? I mean, a, a day is whatever it is. It's contained. It's the context of it. it, it whatever, however much of time it, it, it takes, that's how much time it takes. But the point of arichos yamim, arichos yamim means long days, means the days that transcend time. That's what we're, that's what we're striving for. When we're striving for things that, are, that touch another dimension, we're looking for things that transcend space and time, the, the, the transcend a, a reality um, that, that shows that there's more to what I have in, in, over here in the world now. That's the same idea that we're talking about. That Akharish Baruch Hu runs when he runs the world. When he when he reveals a nace that happens over time, in the same way as our avodas Hashem of in a dvar harishus, in something that is not a commandment that's chosen that has an instantaneous reaction as. This is a protein pill. This is a positive, but rather it's a matter of something that has to take that's taken over a span of time. That's that's Hakadosh Baruch Hu's revelation of how all the factors that go on in the world, all the pieces of what we see in the world, they're all connected together. They're all they all combine in order to make it to make to make that reality. The truth of the matter is, it speaks really to a higher. Uh, uh, 
a sort of a, a higher awareness in the human being that we call the das of a person. Das, das, the word das means, the simple understanding of the word das means knowledge. But das is used as to know something, but to be connected to it in a very deep way. To be connected to it, how, how does das bond me together with something? Because what das allows me to do is it allows me to take a number of events and see the whole span for what it is. And then because I have an understanding of that whole span and not just what happens in the instant, but what happens over, over a span of time, then I'm able to connect to that and I'm able to, I'm, I'm able to have a relationship with Hashem that, that transcends more than what's in front of me, what's in front of me right now. The, uh, the, um, The truth of the matter is, the uh, the um, if you look at the way people grow or the way people are inspired to something, sometimes we have an event that happens to us, and it creates a certain hispilus, a certain fascination, a certain inspiration. But when, when things are revealed to us so openly, it's like such a such a, a, a flash bang, like a blast. Usually, what happens is is that 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 impact is temporary. That impact is not something that we can hold on to. It's not something that we can build into. It's not something that we can relate to. People who people who are inspired to something rarely do they hold on to that inspiration. The only way to actually hold on to something that's inspiring and something that flashes large or looms large in my life and to make it something a part of who I am is to take little pieces of it. It should make small changes. Those people that, that, that take life, for lack of a better way of saying it, but take life slowly. They take it in small increments. They do it in small stages those people tend to be the people that grow the most. Those people tend to be people that hold on to the advances that they make. When we try to grab onto something that's bigger, that's larger than life, that's bigger than ourselves, it's very, it's again, it's it's something that happens in the moment. It's things that happen in the moment, they don't have a real cue. They don't have a real, they don't have it, they don't have a, the capability for us to. To, to connect to it in the same way, you know, to, to build us up, to make us into something that's that, that we want to be. If, if it's a, if it's a, um, it's, if it's a uh, slow process, then ultimately that's really what brings up, builds us and brings us into, um, brings us, brings us to a, a higher revelation. Now, We've spoken many times about the reality that the, the purpose of Hashem's creating the world was to manifest spiritual potential in the physical dimension. In reality, what that means is, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants His presence to be manifest here in the Bria as much as is possible. He wants to connect to what there is in the, in, in the world. If you take... Um, if you take something, and you're makadish it by doing a mitzvah with it. Let's say you take an esrog, right? And you use that esrog for a mitzvah. So essentially what you've done is 
you had an esrog, it's like a, a fruit, right? And you took a mitzvah, quote, quote unquote, and you slapped it down on top of that mitzvah, on top of that esrog. You you combine you put it's like you added a layer to it. You added something to it. You gave it. You elevated it. You were manifesting spiritual potential in the physical dimension, but you didn't you didn't you didn't change the esrog. You, because you just took that esrog in the moment. It's still a fruit. It still has taste. It still has color. It still has an odor. It still has a, a scent, right? It, it, you added a layer to it. You added a dimension to it, but it, it didn't become infused in the same way with that mitzvah. You, you didn't, it didn't become infused with that kedusha. It didn't, become, it didn't become a part of what it is because you're really, you're, in a sense, you're slapping it on from the outside. The real way in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu is manifest in the Bria is if you take those things that are naturally, you take those things and, and excuse me, you take things and you use, utilize them in their natural form, and that natural form becomes a, a part of your Avodah Hashem, becomes a part of what you are, a part of what you're trying to create. Something like, something like the neshama of a person. The neshama of a person, right? If, if the neshama of a person would be like a little box, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu stuck inside our guf, he stuck it inside our body, and you'd be able to find it there. So it would be an amazing thing. You'd have a physical body, and it has like a spiritual little box that's attached to it. And the fact that the physical, the spiritual box and the, and the, physical, the physical body could exist together, that would be, in a, that would be the, the bonding together of two seemingly disparate elements. But it, it would be amazing. But, but really, HaKadosh Baruch Hu invests our neshamas into our guf in a much more real fashion, you know, fa- in a way that, that transcends all of that. Because you take the, the body of a person and you put it on an operating table and he's like any other balchai, he's like any other living creature. You can't find where the neshama is. The neshama is just a part of the whole essence of what a person is. When we make a bracha in the morning of Ashayatah and we say, well, Baruch does an unbelievable thing. He bonds together Ruchnias and Gashmis, not just because he took a box and he put it into there, invested in the whole living being of what we are as a person is a chilek, is a part of that neshama, is that neshama is a part of all of us. It's a part of the whole, the, the entirety of what we are. If that's that's the idea that the Navi is talking about when it says the Yodu Afse Aretz Eis Yeshua Hashem, that the Afse Aretz, the word Ephes in modern Hebrew, Ephes means nothing. It means it means zero. That means from everything from the from the highest of the high to the lowest of the low is impregnated, if you will. It's like it's like it's 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 seeps in throughout the entirety of the Bria speaks out that Hashem is there, that Hashem is running the world. Let me, let me, let, let's use another example. Rutna used this towards the end of his shmoots. Rutna says it like this. He says, he says, when a person comes, after 120 years, right? When a person comes up to, up to the Shamayim, so they ask him, one of the questions, one of the big questions that they ask him is, Tzipisa Yeshua, did you look forward to the redemption? Did you look forward to the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is ultimately going to bring the Mashiach? So there's two ways you could look at that, that idea. I mean, you have to ask yourself, like, why that question? 
right? Why, why Tzipisa? Why is it so important to know Tzipisa Yeshua? Why are they asking us if we looked towards the, the redemption that HaKadosh Baruch is going to bring? I mean, so you might say, well, what do you mean? It's one of the Yud Gimel Ekrim. It's one of the 13 principles of faith. But we don't ask, they don't ask you after Mayor of Esim Shana, after when you come up, to, up, up in front of the Bezim Shamala after 120 years, they don't ask you, did you believe that ter- in Tersh about Pet? Did you believe that Hashem was going to, that, 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 that Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest Navi? They ask you, Yeshua, specifically this question they want to know. Did you look to see, was, it, what, what, what is, was HaKadosh Baruch Hu going to bring the redemption? So on a normal day of the year, when we think about Tzipisa Yeshua, what we're thinking is this. Ultimately, all sorrows will be for a purpose. Everything will come to an end. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will bring the Mashiach and everything's going to be fine. Shidduchim will be fine. They won't, we won't have to worry about Shidduchim anymore. We won't have to worry about wars anymore. We won't have to worry about Golas anymore. Everything will be solved. Everything, Tzipisa Yeshua, maybe is, that I, did you believe that Hashem ultimately was going to save us? But in Purim, the Tzipisa Yeshua is, is a completely different message. The Tzipisa Yeshua of Purim is this, is did you look to see that everything that happened in your life was all part of Hashem's plan. Did you recognize, did you, did you, were you able to look and say everything that's going on, even though in a vacuum, it's hard to see why Vashti's death and Big Son and Seresh and Haman's Aliyah Lagdula and every little piece, how every piece ultimately, until you can see the whole puzzle, you can't see it. The question of Tzipisa the Yeshua in, 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 the, in the reflection of Hanukkah, in the rear view of Purim, excuse me, in the rear view of Purim is, did you see how the, the, the Yeshua, the redemption that HaKadosh Baruch was bringing is that all the pieces were, were part of that puzzle. Do you see how everything that happened fits together for that purpose, fits together to make, to make that change in order to bring you into something that's greater than yourself? That's the message of the Tzibisi Yeshua of Purim. You would think that where, where do we see HaKadosh Baruch Hu's revelation? Poor Pesach. I know Hashem reveals himself by instantaneous miracles, by, 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 the, by Nisim Guyim. It's true, Nisim Guyim show a, a wonderful and unbelievable uh, aspect of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's running the world. But the real running of the world that we're looking for, the real Pella, the real incredible uh, reality that we're looking for on Purim is, is to see that in every step of what happens in the world, it's all happens here and now. It's all, it's all transcendent. It's all a piece of the cheshman, a piece of the, of, the, of the puzzle of what makes it all work together. You know, uh, my Roshiva, Rabbi Weinberg, used to say this. People say, Oh, there's so much Tsaris in the world. We need it. We need Mashiach to come. Oh, there's so much, so many people need Shidduchim. We need the, we need, we need the Mashiach to come. He said, that's a mistake. That's a toes. Mashiach's not coming because we have Tsaris. Mashiach's not coming because we have troubles. Mashiach's not coming because of uh, Mashiach's not coming because the reality is because we're not seeing how Hashem runs every piece of the, of the puzzle. We want Mashiach to come because we want a revelation of how 
all of this was a cheshman, was calculated as Hashem's plan for what has to happen in the Bria. Not because we're suffering so much, not because we need him to come. We need, we need him to come because we want, Hashem's, we want Hashem's reality to be revealed in the world. Just like we said, that we have to be makadesh. We have to sanctify everything in the world. But even the things that are that are regular, that are normal, we have to bring them out and make them into something that's special. Ultimately, what we want is to see how Hashem is doing the same thing. Hashem is utilizing every aspect of the world towards a bigger picture so that when we get to the end of it, tomorrow, we'll be able to look back and see how all of those pieces come together. And it's a fascinating thing. Whenever we talk about the Melchama, the war against Amalek, it's always about lemachar tomorrow, transcending into the ephemeral, transcending into the abstract, transcending into that which goes beyond space and time to, to be able to look back and see how the whole picture fits together. That's the way that we win against Amalek. That's our that our battle against Amalek. When we fight Amalek on on the today terms, on, the, on what's in front of us here and now, that's a battle that we can't win. The battle against Amalek is always like even even um, uh, um, Esther says, tomorrow you and Haman should come back for another Suda. Why tomorrow? Because in, it has to be how the pieces fit together. It has to be how each element of it, the separate elements come together to create the whole picture. It has to be that our, the element that we're taking out of today is that Today is just a little piece of a bigger picture. It doesn't stand on its own. We don't get caught up in the today and what and what's happening in front of me because today is really just a little piece of what there's going to be tomorrow and the day after that. The the importance of now is much less if we're able to understand that we're that when see peace Yeshua, you're looking to you want to know what the salvation is, you want to know. What every element of the world is going to be a reflection of what it is that Hashem is sharing with us. Every element of the world is supposed to be dead. That's the that's the real, that's the real deeper message of what Purim is all about. Purim is about saying it's not about what's happening right here in front of you. It's not about what you see here and now. It's not, you know, uh, unfortunately, some people they get if the if it if a person is transcends his das, a person goes out of, removes his das, right? Removes his das, right? We're talking about a person gets drunk, a person, he, what's happening for that person? Is he rolling around on the ground because he's caught up in the today and he's all the agonies of today? Or is it a piece of say, being able to say, no, this is all a piece of how I'm going to be in the bigger picture. This is all a piece of how, the bigger self that I'm trying to create. That's, the real Avoda Purim, the real connection of what Purim is really all about, is about seeing how all the multiple pieces come together. And then it's Vero'u Kol Afse Aret. All the elements from the top to the bottom of the whole world can be, are able to see Ace Yeshua Salokenu, the salvation that Hashem brings to the world. How every element, every part of it is a piece of that dimension, is a piece of that picture. Even the things that look mundane, they look like nothing. They can't, it's hard to see how what, what they're supposed to be. Purim says 
All of it comes together. It's all parts of a bigger puzzle. It's not about the instantaneous. It's not about the makas. It's not about the 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 kriyas yamsuf. It's not about the nisim guim, the open miracles that show a a, a a manipulation of the teva, a manipulation of so that the teva is not that the natural world is not what the natural world is. It's about showing how the natural world isn't in of itself a reflection of what Hashem really is. That's what we're truly striving for in Purim, that's what we're truly, truly striving for when we're trying to build ourselves beyond. And that's how HaKadosh Baruch Hu shows that just like we have an avoda of Mahu Avan, we have an avoda, excuse me, of um, that in everything that we do, when you're able to look back at the end of the sum total and say, oh yes, that eating, that working, that doing whatever it was, was a, was a piece of connecting to Hashem, so too, this is also a piece of my connecting to, to the, this is the way Hashem shows us that every element of the, what happens in history, what happens in the world, is all a piece of His plan of how it serves us and how it's supposed to bring us to the ultimate Yeshua and the ultimate uh, revelation of, of His inspiration, which is why we have a mitzvah of Tzipis of Yeshua, and on Purim specifically, we bring out that Tzipis of Yeshua, not did you wait for when Mashiach will come to take away all of our tzaras, but to see how all of our tsaras and all of everything that we're doing is all a part of Hashem's plan to make the world what it's supposed to be. All right, Sam, a frail everybody. Thank you very much. We'll look forward to speaking to you over the program again.